Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. I tell you what, I'm glad all those months ago when I said we're back, I caveated it with a lot of different stuff. Because yeah. uh, we weren't back, were we? we well, did, we weren't we, we back. Did one. Yeah, we, we, did, we came back briefly. We did one, and then yeah. uh, we, did, we recorded another one, and I uh, uh, didn't like it very much and couldn't be bothered to edit it. Yeah, so you didn't. And so we sacked it off for a few months until we could be back in the same room. Cause it's, just, it, it's better. It feels better. It the does. vibe of it feels better, and I just didn't like what we were producing the other way. Um, but at the same time, what we did is didn't communicate any of that to anyone. Nope. And just uh, went completely stum for two months. Well, we just we months. just rocked it the same way we've always rocked it with social media. Negligently. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just just left it. But just left I can't it. I was I was quite pleased myself. I looked back at the little spiel I'd yeah. put, written for the episode. It said uh, it said normal service resumes Wednesday, but I didn't date it. I didn't no. say next Wednesday. No. 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 And you and know, this, this should go out this on a is Wednesday. going to come out on Wednesday, so they, they that go. wasn't a lie. And I even said at the end that any claims I make towards our future reliability are false. Yep. <laughs> so mm, complete horse. So uh, you know, if you if you have those expectations of me, uh, you know, you were told. Yep. No, this is very true. So you know that, like, with that with that out the way. Yeah. Uh, let's start a good reliable service. <laughs> we'll try. Welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. I'm the puddle formerly known as Cal Noble. Yeah, it's hell. Yeah. It's like the oh. hell mouth has opened and uh, and we're not liking it. I no. know this happens every year. Yeah, but it's getting worse though. It is getting like, worse. I missed the hottest day because I was offshore, so I was quite pleased about that. Like it, be, Being offshore is sometimes a bit of a chore, but I was, air conditioned. I was wheelbarrowing gravel around on that hottest day of the year. Oh, God. That like, was a d- delight. I don't. I just don't understand. People like this. Yeah, and people pe- actively seek this. Yeah, but also there's people staunchly refusing to see that it's hotter than it's ever been. They go, "Oh no, this is what summer like." The, so it's the, always been it's like the same the people who complain that yeah. that's the last of the summer. Oh, God, people were saying this back in uh, I think April. Yeah, it's people like, back in April were going, "Well, there's the British summer gone." It's like, no, no, no. The fires will return. The fires don't will you return, worry about and that. we'll all and it will be hell. It's just madness. 38 degrees it got up to, by all accounts. Yes, 38 degrees. Like, I mean, at the moment, it's, what, 32, 33, maybe? It's, it got 20 degrees higher than it ever should. Yeah, it's just it's just horrible. Yeah. So, you know, uh, what I have found, though, is that uh, on days like this, mm. really the only thing I can think of that I could face doing yeah. is lying very still and listening to podcasts. So we're back... Well, supposedly, yeah. But I did say that a while ago. Yeah, yeah um, you did. But so we're going to produce some. Podcast. Yeah, we're going we're to do it. It's going to like, come on, let's just try and be here for the people who are, you know, who are lying on their beds trying not to melting. Move. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, we are in the strange situation where it is, you know, by a, an incredibly large margin, yeah, the longest either as either of us have gone without watching a Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. In the past three years. Because the thing is, like, like I, 
I've been around when maybe cartoons have been on, like so you see them like you know turn on the telly or something like that. But I still actively avoid watching any cartoons the same way as I did when we were watching them all the time. So it's not like I've just maybe caught a bit. Like I've just I've literally not seen them. Yeah, it's madness. It's just it's, like what? And I I think the because obviously you know country's been in lockdown yeah like i think the lockdown has sort of made me to an extent forget what all my hobbies and things i did were i mean did you ever have any well, because that's how long it's been well i mean but yeah but i went back to work and seller was like i'm sure i do things on these other days yeah. and it was like i made a podcast i used to make a podcast here it is yeah and i mean I, I i had to type in kaiju.fm i thought you were gonna say i had to type in cal's hobbies <laughs> cal's hobbies into google <laughs> Okay, Google, what's Carl's What, what do I even do? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so here we are. It's going to be a strange experience. Uh, it's also going to be strange because we have watched all the cartoons we're going to watch today already. Yeah. And recorded an episode and then sacked it off. Yeah, but it's definitely been long enough. It's been long enough that, like, even from looking at the description of the episode, I can only remember what one of the three is. Yeah. Okay. Um, the, other yeah, two, yeah. the other two, no recollection whatsoever. So it's going to be kind of strange. So... I mean, in the last episode, we caught up with those goofy gophers. Uh, we saw some incredibly uh, inefficient uh, robotic factory work. We did, yes. We saw whole trees turned into one toothpick. Yeah, uh, and uh, logs made into fake logs. Yeah, that looked exactly the same. It was remarkable, actually. Yeah. Like, the level of detail they went into. Well done, machines. Yeah, top stuff. Top but stuff, machines. You could stop. Uh, who else did we see? We, we saw... Uh, Sam Sheepdog and Ralph Wolf. Yes. We tried to work out, uh, because they, they're employed at the same place. Yep. So we're trying to work out what About the, the economics people. of that is. Yep. Uh, I don't think we got very far. I don't think we did. I don't, I, but, but I remember us both really enjoying the episode. Yeah, it was, like, it, it was one I'd been looking forward to, and uh, yeah. you know, I remember back in the day. Uh, and then there was a sort of This Is Your Life one, which was mostly a clip show, but it did lead us to conclude... Uh, so, the, so the framing for the clip show was like a this is your life situation yeah. and it did lead us to conclude that Elmer and Bugs who have sort of swapped lives for a while yeah, have, swapped have swapped back, back. Yes. Uh, I don't know what either of them has or feels they have achieved in that time uh, I imagine um, what Bugs has probably done is spent the entirety of Elmer's wealth because he was rich when, yeah. when they swapped bodies Absolutely, if I remember yeah. correctly, yeah, I he was stupidly rich. Because I and could, I think Bugs has probably blown all of that money so that Elmer's gone back to being a pauper. Because they they swapped through some sort of like asylum gambit as well. Yes, and so I think I think Bugs, as ever, like has probably orchestrated this so he comes out on top. Of course, yeah. Um, but only time will tell, really. Um, so uh, I mean, that's about where we were. I'm yeah. hoping that. Some of the broader strokes are going to come back. I think they will with a with a big comedy sledgehammer. With a big comedy sledgehammer. Uh, but you know, we've we've done everything to make ourselves as comfortable as possible. Uh, we've got we've got two packs of stubby beers. You can't yeah. get drunk on stubbies, can you? You can't get drunk on stubbies. Uh, You're beer. legally allowed to drive with stubbies. I've had this confirmed by a police officer. Yeah, but I know which police officer he's talking <laughs> about. And he's a fucking liability. <laughs> anyway, good point, well made. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's uh, jump in and watch some cartoons and see how it goes. Uh, this one is called Jump in Jupiter. Uh, it's a Porky Pig and Sylvester number from August 6th, 1955. <laughs> 
aliens, Jupiter. Yes. Yeah, they're like they're, they're, these are the, the the old bird fellas. Yeah, I like they're pretty iconic uh, Looney Tunes aliens. I remember yeah, from like Taz bit, like, Escape from Mars. Big sort of like green pear shaped body, bird head, and then this like weird stalk with purple tuft on the top. Yeah, I don't think necessarily purple, but in this case, purple. Yeah, I mean, like like they are they are they are a classic, very different from Martian the Marvin the Martian. Yeah, um, as I say, like I remember from Taz Escape from Mars. I don't know. Like, if we're factoring that in, but, like, it was a Mega Drive game back yep. in the day. Uh, and Marvin featured heavily, obviously, because it was on Mars. But the Jupiter... Uh, the I don't know. What do you call a, Ju- a Jupiter alien? Jupitonian? Jupiterium. Jup- <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I imagine there is a word. Jupiter but... dudes. They Jupiter were in dudes? it. They were in it as well. Mostly as bad guys. A yep. bit more aggressive. Uh, but that implies to me, if they were all on Mars that there is some sort of space society that everyone's sort of part of. Well, that is very true. I mean, I suppose like there's nothing stopping like them being either employed or something, you know, something along those lines. Yeah, I, was I more, suppose I was more so. thinking if they were the more aggressive ones, perhaps they're more the but sort I don't of think infantry. they were. I think they're like, I, like, I think they were just the more difficult enemies. But, right. Uh, like... Didn't seem I know, that it, difficult in this, though. Yeah, because the presentation here compared to Marvin the Martian is Marvin the Martian's like he's clearly like a soldier. Yes, like he's got his little centurion situation going on. Uh, like, whereas these guys seem more like it's just purely for the science. Well, that was it because like, like this this um, Jupiterian's um, response to not understanding the behaviour of Porky, was to go and read. Was yeah. to go and actually go, oh, I'm going to go do a bit of study. Absolutely. Uh, do we think, because the book he went to read, it yeah. was by Sigmund Freud. Like, yes. d- was Sigmund Freud a Jupiter alien hovering around? I mean, I, I, I can't say why not. Um, the or, evidence or is that goes just, to show. Because it just seems too much of a coincidence yeah, otherwise. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? So, what, what I'm thinking is, like, when he first picked up that book, I'm wondering whether or not he was specifically reading about Porky the Pig. That's interesting. Cause Porky Pig is a celebrity. Let's not forget. He's he's a celebrity, but he's also a dictator. So absolutely. Which one was he reading about? Which Porky did we have there? And yes, yeah, so, I mean, this didn't seem like a very angry Porky. It didn't this? So my my temptation via our normal situation would be to go for the fourth. Yes, but then the stutter was still in the downplayed sort of situation. Yeah, of Porky the Third, so maybe not. Well, uh, I say it, it, it's kind of hard to say because because we know Porky the Third is on the on the run essentially. He's, he's he's trying to stay within hiding. Yes, absolutely. And I suppose going out camping, which he did really quite enjoy. Yeah, it was Could very very well be him. But why would Sylvester be with him? I don't know. Uh, and also, uh, like, because we've had Sylvester and Porky episodes before, yeah. like back in the day. But it's been a long time since that's been a standard pairing. Yeah. And so, you know, what's what's really going on? Unless Sylvester just needed some extra money and he answered an advert in the, the paper for Porky. Oh, classic. Has he, gone <laughs> off, has he gone off dogs? Well, he, he might have just found that it was a bit too, um, bit too much of a telltale sign. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, it's just... Yeah, you know, maybe pig, you just don't want to be found. Pig seeks dog yeah, in the like, newspaper. Yeah, we've seen all this before. People are going to be like, well, this might yeah, be Yeah, because back in the day, Porky had a penchant for sort of... He had a sort of dom-sub situation with yeah. a, lot of, a lot of dogs. 
like super sentient dogs yes. like him, but that wanted to act like you know obedient dogs, yeah. like you know. And yeah, maybe maybe it is just so he, he can't be found, but he just needs a little companionship. And Sylvester has been down on his luck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. What, what with the whole eldritch and madness, needs somewhere to hide. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was all in all a very odd episode. There were a few things that just didn't sit right with me. I couldn't like mainly involved with the physics. So basically, the, the like broadly, the arc of the episode is simple. Flying saucer comes down with this Jupiter alien. Yeah, uh, to get samples from Earth of animal life, it basically runs off with the area of ground that Porky and Sylvester were camping on yeah. and flies off into space. Then dumps them on a planet, I suppose, that we're to believe is Jupiter, but I don't think so. It just it very close to Earth. Yeah, well, the, th- the thing is, it didn't, it didn't dump them there necessarily. What happened was, it, uh, as the spaceship left Earth's gravitational pull, the gravity disappeared and yeah. everything floated off the top of the spaceship and then drifted down. I don't think that the, the Jupitonian bird is going to realise that he's missing his cargo you see, for I, a little while. I sort of thought that, but then there's well, there's a couple of things. One, there are the giant massive birds. giant birds yeah. on the planet they end up on. Yeah. And uh, I thought, well, it can't be Jupiter because it's too close to Earth. Too but close. then I remembered that there was that episode a while ago where a load of planets and stuff got dragged really close that to Earth. That is very true. And they're, 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 very well like the solar system is actually uh, you know a bit iffy now. Yeah, that, yeah. There's lots of stuff just gathered in front of one observatory somewhere. <laughs> Which answers the question, um, why is Porky so used to, to seeing giant planets? Because he, he walks out the tent at the end and looks at the planet Earth. And he and says, goes, I've never seen that one before. never seen that one before, rather than... You know, holy shit, where's this massive planet planet come from? Yeah. It's just like, oh, I don't remember that looking like that. Yeah, no, that... But, you know, they probably had a good year at this point or two of... of Big planets. planets, Big planets. Just something that's happened. It's like, you know, it's like like how quickly in Seven Eves they get used to uh, there being sort of seven bits of the moon. Yeah. It's just like, and they all have names. It's just like, yep, yep, there it it is. But, I mean, the thing is that gravitational pull dropped out at 19,000 miles... I didn't. I did. I didn't take. I didn't take the readings. Oh, well, I did. So I, 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 I was. I was watching the old screen there, and it said 90, like it said elevation nineteen thousand miles, and then it ticked up into leaving gravitational pull. Now nineteen thousand miles is a lot. That's a long way because, like, I mean, I think what space is was it sixty mile away? It's something like that. Some, it's not. It, it's it, not. It's not huge. Yeah. It, it's. It. It's like it is rather quite quite close yeah but i mean i don't know what i feel like these should be numbers that are in my head from kerbal space program but they're not yeah how far away is the moon i don't know some i used to know how many tonics caramel wafers it was away yeah that's true yeah we worked that one out once didn't we well i think it was i I know there used to be a site called nice cup of tea and a sit down.com yeah and it did biscuit related facts (laughs) (laughs) um but either way nineteen thousand miles doesn't seem that far away for like gravity to stop working, but not entirely. But then, then you, I suppose the other planets' gravity would have started kicking in. Yeah, so we've got to conclude. I think, firstly, that the planet they've been dumped on is not very big. No, because otherwise that would have kicked in. Or it shrank, and its uh, its Densians super, have stayed the same dense. size, which is why they are massive birds now. Because <laughs> they're not; they're normal birds. Just would that be why shrink. the Jupiter, uh, Jupiter, Tertonian, uh, couldn't recognise his own planet. Very possibly. He's... But then you thought you'd recognise your mates, Gary and Keith, like because they were like now 
giant. Giant. Well, yeah, but the thing is... Like, but they were crouching down as well. They were crouching Maybe down. Maybe just to stay and, in what realm of an atmosphere. But the thing is, is like... We know that they those big birds were the same size as they should be for the planet. Well, because Porky was a lot smaller than those big birds, but Porky was the same size as the other birds. True, true. So these these are particularly large birds in comparison to... Uh, but they only looked slightly similar. Do you uh, think they I'm just keep is, growing all the way through their life? No, see, I'm just thinking that maybe they're not utopians. I'm thinking that this is a different planet, but bird form is quite common throughout space. You know, like, like if, you, if you watch uh, Star Trek, everyone's every, every, got two everyone's eyes, a nose one. and a mouth. They're pretty much just a human, yeah. but not. They've got, so, they've got ridges or like yeah, pointy exactly. ears. Or- like, it's, it's all like, and then they explain it in one episode. Well, you're part of the same descendants, blah, 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 whatever. But I'm thinking... <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever, yeah, Star Trek. <laughs> like, I'm thinking that that is something to do with um, why I think those birds, because they weren't exactly the same. It does also sup- go further to support that there is like a space civilization mm. that humans just aren't a part of. Yeah, because... Sort of like Mass Effect. Yeah. It's like there's all the alien races and, you know, we've been around and like they've been doing stuff all around us for ages. Yeah. But uh, they don't and, want but us they've only re- they've only recently let the humans in. Yeah. And like, in this case, they haven't let the humans in yet. Well, no, I mean, that's reasonable. All, all, all the other ones, because they're probably still trying to work out how it all works. It also supports the Sigmund Freud sort of situation and having other plants like that, because there would be people who are basically, you know, they are there to assess when humans are ready to be part of the civilization. Yeah, and who better to do that than a psychologist? Yeah, exactly. In fact, it's, it's quite... Um, uh, What's it called? First Directive? Is that what's called in Star Trek? Yep. Prime Directive. Prime Directive. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, we can't go messing with them. They're not advanced enough yet. Yeah. No, that's very true. Uh, so, yeah. The question is, you know, how far off are they? Well, I'm Because think- we know in the 20... Was it 22nd and a half century? 24th yeah. and a half century? 22nd? Duck Dodger. Anyway, yeah. a couple of centuries, we know that, you know, they're pretty involved. Duck Dodgers is there. Uh, yes. You know, they, they, they're they pretty involved in the next couple of centuries or so. Yeah. So I'm wondering what the, uh, what the cutoff point is. Like, what do they have to invent or, like, you know, implement into their well, society before the aliens go, you can join us? Yeah, but it's very, it's very possible that uh, Space Jam has something to do with that. That's true. Oh, I did notice, uh, I forgot to bring up at the start of the episode, uh, when we stopped doing the podcast... It yeah. was not very long at all before they put Space Jam on Netflix to try and coax us into watching it yeah. way before. I didn't crumble, though. No, I didn't crumble either. I didn't crumble. You can't get me Netflix. Crumble. I had to skip it off the trailers a couple of times. because yeah. You know, you, you don't you don't want any, anything. It's like, no, don't give me that. Yeah, I don't, I don't need that. But yeah, they're trying to coax us in. And I'm trying to work out if that's, you know, people pining for the return of the Space Jam Continuum podcast or trying to bring I'm our to good investigative it. journalism podcast down by making us cave and they, break our rules. Nah, they won't do it. They won't do it? They won't do it. If they, that's what they, they won't want. bring us down or they, no. won't, they won't try? Uh, they, they, they won't bring us down. They'll try. They'll tr- oh, they'll, oh, they'll oh, try. Oh, they'll try. I've had several threatening letters. <laughs> Not from any, any other... Any of them, but I've had them. But I've had them, you know. Um, I mean, I suppose now, now the big question is, how do they get off that planet? I don't know, but like, I mean... Because Porky doesn't seem to realise he's not on Earth. There's been a lot of people stranded on, like, the moon and stuff, though, and now they're all really close to Earth. Well, I mean, that's true, but, I mean, looking at the next episode, Sylvester has to make it back immediately. Oh, that is interesting, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess 
the I mean, most likely airing dates. The most likely thing to he's, he's it's two weeks he's had. Yeah, uh, it was August sixth before. It's uh, August twentieth now. So yeah, two weeks pretty much exactly uh, that he's had to get back to Earth. I think the most likely thing to answer that question, and I'm not saying it's likely. No, is to watch the next episode. Sure, I feel like we've talked for a long time about that previous episode and concluded absolutely nothing. No. I felt at no point that I can say that's a tick. Yeah, no, I've got, I've got nothing. We couldn't Thanks. even settle on a name for Jupitonians. Jupitopians? Jupitopians. Jupitopians. I like you take the I out. Yeah. It's an apostrophe. Yeah, yeah. It's J-U-P apostrophe topians. Topians, yeah. Jupitopians. Jupitopians. <laughs> okay, settled. That's a tick. That's all I needed. We, we've got one. I one wanted, tick I wanted one, t- one tick. I feel like we're back on track. Okay, so uh, we're watching uh, A Kitty's Kitty, uh, which is Sylvester Suzanne. Yeah. Suzanne's mother. Obviously, yeah. And Hector the Buddha. I've forgotten about whoever wrote this column in the... Yeah, he's been overzealous. Overzealous again. Uh, Suzanne and Suzanne's mother and Hector the Bulldog uh, from August 20th, 1955. Let's uh, have a look. Okay, let's just first say I had to look it up. I couldn't take it. I had to look up the... (laughs) The, what a Jupiter alien is called. And, and it is are. a Jovian, which is what I kind of felt was right and then yeah. second-guessed myself. It's because uh, it sounds ridiculous. It does. Uh, it's not like... And it started to make sense in my mind in the yeah. end because it's where we get like jovial. Yeah, Same okay. way as Marshall, Martian. But at the same time, it's just not that similar to Jupiter. So we're going to stick no. with... We're going to stick with Juptopians. Because it's just better. Yeah, with an apo- I, I like an alien name with an apostrophe in it. <laughs> well, it, it looks more alien. That's exactly. the great thing about you. Like, oh, that's an exotic and name. And why, why pass up this opportunity to give him a new name? Yeah, and just lay down some real solid canon. Now, uh, at first, watching this episode, I didn't think we'd answered how anyone got back from um, the planet. And no. I, I was thinking, well, actually, because we think this planet's small and didn't have much of a gravitational pull, because no. it took them ages to get out of Earth's influence and into yeah. this one's influence. And they descended real slow onto it as well. Absolutely. So I was actually thinking, well, with that low gravity... And Earth so close. Did is it just because Sylvester can jump higher than Porky because he's a cat? Possibly. So he just goes, nah, fuck this. See and ya. he has probably um, died from re-entry, fire, fire, and impact. Yeah, which is essentially all re-entry is. It's just fire and impact. Well, cat. I mean, if he can get through the the first bit, mm. uh, like he can land because he's a cat. Oh, he's a cat. Yeah. Yeah. So if he's above like five so stories, I'm going to actually certain, just land. Yeah, definitely certain he's died from fire. So I suppose he could. He could technically survive re-entry however my conclusions through watching that episode actually changed to now he's still on that planet yeah see that 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 was definitely my thought like uh the young girl that's in it suzanne she looks like she's so terrifying she looks like a a sedated jetson yeah like a shrunken sedated jetson yeah now i noticed something about this and i've realized that i've probably never seen it happen at any other point before but it was more prominent with her she never blinks she never blinks not once and I, but then i realized i don't think i've ever seen any of them blink but she's got that like proper like heavy eye heavy eyelids situation yeah, she looks high which is i mean and we've we've struggled with it the other way as well with like bugs's kids and they're yeah. proper wired but like there's not a way i've seen kids depicted in in looney tunes at all no um 
that coupled with the sort of art style, uh, which we've previously thought there are at least some places on Earth as well that are sort of like those uh, nuclear weapon test uh, facilities, facilities yeah. where it's like a fake little town, ghost town. Yeah. And I kind of feel like this might be the situation we're in here, but just on the on, on this planet. little te- like test planet. Yeah. Because it... To, like, there's a lot of things that just add up for me in that. Firstly, those big old birds, yep. they can just go and observe all the test facilities at once with their high, like, because they, yeah, they've got the looking high, down. Yeah, they just, they just peek about, see what's going on. Yeah. Secondly, Suzanne didn't seem like a real human being. No. It sounded like, it felt like uh, if an alien had created a human being. That's and what you'd get. They were very much, like, seemed to be doing tests on That's Sylvester. It. They, they were putting Sylvester through his paces. Uh, Sylvester seemed very ready to be in like survival mode and we've seen him go into this sort of mode before because yep. at one point for instance Suzanne hides him in the freezer and when he comes out he's in the ice cube trail separated into blocks yeah. now my thinking there is pretty grim but, <laughs> right, okay. but it's not the first time we've seen Sylvester definitely opt for one method of death over another because he's immune to one and not the other yeah. now I reckon as it stands Sylvester's never been frozen to death Right. That has been chopped up into bits. And he knows he can survive being chopped up into bits because that's one of his current lives lost immunity. Yeah. So to stop himself freezing to death, he chopped himself up into little bits and, and popped himself in the, in the ice cube tray. Just to keep him organised. Because then that's how, he, that's how he sort of died. How would he start that? I don't know, but... That's like, awful, isn't it? It raises the question of, like, what's the buffer, like, like time-wise? Mm. Like, do, you, you, know, you know if you die in... Or if you take damage in, like sonic or something yeah and you're flashing for a bit and you're yeah. invincible like i reckon if if he would have died but his immunity kicks in he's got he's got he's got he's got, he's, a, he's got, he's got a, a, time a grace period yeah 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 before anything else can kill him it's like no fair enough you offed yourself in a in a like in an acceptable in a fashion manner you can take yeah who's governing this we don't know probably that uh you remember when he went to hell yeah and there was like a, oh the bookkeeper a bookkeeper basically. sort of guy yeah so I'm presuming that's the guy Hell's who goes... version of Peter? St. Peter? Yeah, Is he the I one can't... who stands at the gates of heaven? He's the one who stands at the gates of heaven. I can't remember so like who... Hell's version of him? Yeah. The, 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 the mater d the of hell. The Peter. <laughs> so yeah, I kind of think Sylvester's... Yeah, in a test facility. Oh God, that means he's still up there then. He is still up there. And where's Porky? That's the other question. Different test facility? We, so we've got to remember that when seeing Porky, we are answering not only which Porky is this... But is he in a in test some sort of test in facility in space, or is he on the run in space? Like, there's yeah. a lot of options. Or we has won't... he taken over space? Yeah, <laughs> has he gone? I like the way these people operate. Yeah, I'm like, going to get involved. So yeah, all of these things are possibilities. Um, yeah, it's an odd one. The one thing that did strike me as odd initially is that there is a Hector up there. I say a Hector because let us not forget there's hundreds and hundreds of Hector clones. Yes. I thought, oh, that's the only thing that makes me think maybe he's not back on Earth. But then I re- remembered, well, all these aliens are sort of birds and we've got a weird sort of telepathic, hideous, yeah, eldritch god of a bird back on Earth who is absolutely responsible for the clone army of Hectors. It's Does Tweety have an intergalactic racket yeah. selling clone Hectors as like just muscle or like as as armies i mean it's very to, possible to egyptonians and martians yeah it is very possible that uh the the cloning techniques might have come from 
Absolutely, it goes like both ways. Mars or Jupiter. And it very much supports what we touched on with the last episode of, uh, you know, there is this society of aliens across the uh, solar system, yeah. like very close to Earth, mm. that have not included Earth at any point. Yeah. And so it's, uh, yeah, I think it it's supportive of that. And I think actually their need to just interact a bit more directly with Earth is probably come from the fact that everything's been dragged really close together well that's it, it, it it's kind of it's hard to hide what you're up to absolutely if people can see you well the Egyptonian ship in the previous episode was literally hiding behind mountains yeah peeking out. It, it seemed so sentient as well that it was, it was like oh, i need to get in for a close look Whoop, well like i actually thought it out. was like robotic and sentient even yeah. when the message came through it was only when the bird walked out of it that i was like oh i'm actually quite surprised to see something come out that yes. it felt like it was a uh, more of like the ship is the creature yeah um, which I mean it could be the yeah. ship very well could be a creature but yeah right now I think uh, the sort of uh, solar system wide uh, conglomerate of aliens yeah. have had their hand forced a bit by the fact that they're all living on each other's doorsteps exactly and it's only a matter of time before Earth finds out they're all there anyway yeah. and it's like right we've got to get this research done like we've got, we're having a like we'd step up the game be a bit more brash about well, it well we are seeing them more and more regularly yeah, like, absolutely. The Martian is in it a lot more regularly. But then again, the Martians were always brash, and we were only mm. just seeing Gyptonians turn up yep. on Earth. And so it's like the Gyptonians, who like it seems are a bit more like the scientific community, yeah, uh, rather than like this sort of expansionist, you know, warmongering, <laughs> yeah, madmen. Like they're the ones I think whose behaviour they suddenly go. Well, we don't really have much choice now. We're going to have to do this a bit closer to the Martian way. Yeah, uh, by stealing people yeah but which also brings me background to why they are bad guys in taz escape from mars because right. they they've just had that because they because they haven't just adopted had these new methods yeah. yeah it's just that's the society they live in i reckon politically mars has you know gained a serious foothold just due to all the planets being dragged really close together i should think so so it's got to be an interesting one to keep an eye on yeah but but that feels like for the like for the first time in a long time, like yeah. a big sort of like interconnecting of a lot of things that have been disparate elements so far in our whole situation. It answers a bit what Tweety might be. Yeah. Like Tweety Prime. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it ties uh, a lot of goings on on Earth into... Um, the greater intergalactic world. The greater world, yeah. intergalactic world. So I'm, I'm actually pretty pleased with that. And I reckon I'll call that a tick. There's there's another tick. There's another tick. Two two episodes. Two, two ticks. Bloody hell! I was worried we wouldn't get back into the swing of this. Here we are ticking and them here off. Here we are right swing, swinging all over the place. Let's see. I wonder if we can get a tick for the next. Let's episode. let's try and get a third one in. Big tick episode. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I mean, again, this is another thing that we've had sort of floating around the background. Yeah. Is uh, Bugs's uh, Jekyll and Hyde situation? Yes. He took a he took a potion a while back. Yeah. And sometimes is a giant hideous monster rabbit yep we've seen sylvester do sylvester the same thing, well. the same thing. yeah um and uh yeah so that's a like and a lot of sylvester's episodes uh we have actually put down to what he thinks is happening when he's the monster yes compared to what's actually happening when he's the monster uh so there's been a lot of jekyll and hyde stuff floating around in the background this is a bugs bunny uh episode but it Seems to it seems like it's going to feature Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. Yes, which uh, you know might give us some answers on a more fundamental level. 
I hope so. I mean, because the thing is, like, we know Bugs is actively trying to stop development of some of these serums. Absolutely, because so. he, st- he, st- he tried to stop the super carrot he that did. would make a race of super mutants. So yeah. he staved off that future. Because, that, that, like, let's not forget, Space Jam is, like, at, you know, at the very least, the second time he has staved off a, t- a disaster timeline. Yeah. Uh, oh, the definitely. first being the hideous super mutant future. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, really early on, like, must have been one of the first, like, two or three episodes we did, uh, there was a Jekyll and Hyde situation with Porky's family lawyer. There was, yes. Yeah, yeah, because um, there was a weird lab in the basement, wasn't there? So, I mean, any, like, any time we can actually bring Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, I was going to say themselves, but themselves, <laughs> yeah. uh, into the mix uh, is you know a chance to try and answer some fundamental questions and if we can do that then this this episode has been a triple ticker triple ticker and we, we don't many we don't get those very often we don't so uh, let's jump in to hide and hair a bugs bunny dr jekyll and mr hyde number from august 27th 1955 right so slightly misremembered there because this this is the one I remember Bugs becoming a Jekyll and Hyde yes. monster. So I was remembering it from when we half did this episode before and yeah. didn't think it was going very well. So well, there you go. Uh, but I mean, so but but I was not wrong about Sylvester and oh, not Porky, yeah. but Porky's Porky's lawyer. Lawyer, yeah. Oh, no, estate executor, I guess. Yeah, the family lawyer yeah. person. But no. yeah, like the, the what's interesting about that is when we've seen other people take these sorts of potions before and turn into. Um, some sort of creature they don't turn green no Whereas it's been very this, different every time yeah so what I'm thinking is beforehand that they because Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde haven't been mentioned before uh, so Porky's, I think we've just got a similar set of portions I think Porky's lawyer did sort of turn green-ish but like you know yeah, to the level of if a real human you said your skin's looking a bit like if you say yes. someone's looking a bit blue or green yeah, it's yeah. like let that level not actually not green. not like incredible sylvester definitely doesn't change bugs was definitely green as was uh, mr hyde in in this yes um so i'm thinking what we what we've got is we've got multiple developments of this super serum and i'm thinking it's i think the serum is the the tuniverse's equivalent of judgment day yeah it's going to happen and bugs has to keep staving it off and the basketball thing is just another thing on his plate bugs is sarah connor yeah that explains some of the training and madness. Yep. Um, and so, basically the way he conducts himself when he meets other people who are relevant to it. It's like, because yep. that is normally the, like, Sarah Connor's going to go really two ways on it. Yeah. She's either going to fuck those people up. Yeah. Or, you know, try and change the way they operate so the thing doesn't happen. Like, so who, who is, um, who's Reese Kyle? Kyle Reese. Kyle Reese. Who's who, who's who's filling that thing? I don't and, know. I, uh, I'm mainly worried that John, John Connor, Connor is his wired his wired son. I mean, it could be. But I, I mean, is it possible that maybe like Daffy could be filling one of those roles? Because I mean, it's not it doesn't necessarily have to be like Bugs' descendant. Possible. I think we need to get to the point where other people are time travelling optionally at least sometimes to conclude really who's filling the Kyle Reese role yes yeah uh, the John Connor role like you know 
familially, obviously, you know, we're we're left with only one bad option. Uh, yeah, but again, um, it doesn't have to be family. It just it has doesn't, to be no. it, a, 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 some sort. It doesn't of have to prodigy. be that exact. It doesn't have to be that exact format. But no. we should be on the lookout. I did have a a, a theory though. Uh, right, uh, an ongoing theory because it's not the first time we've seen bugs hunting down like super serums and no. things like that and trying to put an end to them do you think that's why he says what's up doc to anyone <laughs> well yeah do you think be. he's just going around he's the street to catch going, him what's up doc and it's like i'm not a doctor it's like i can never mind so yeah, it's like what's up doc it's like oh not a lot. They go, oh, not a lot. it's like okay well, i'm gonna keep I'll an eye on you pal. put you on my list <laughs> sorry what was your last name doc jekyll eh? <laughs> hmm. interesting so yeah, I think that's why he's what's up, Doc, to everyone, just in case, just yeah, in no, case I mean, anyone's. I like he's just that. trying to cross people. Like again, he's got the phone book. Yeah, <laughs> he's just trying to cross off all people who aren't doctors yeah. by meeting them in the street and just saying. And what's the thing up, is, Doc? he didn't think to check Mister Hyde. No, but da- but then down as Mister. Yeah, not but Doc. Yeah, but on paper, on paper, on paper, he's Doctor Jekyll. Well, that is true, but I, I, I don't. Reckon, th- I don't think you know any Mr. point. Hyde's signed up to anything. I don't think at any point Doctor Jekyll has taken the potion. Turned into Mr. Hyde, yeah, and then gone and started, you know, a bank filling or something. deed polls and things <laughs> like. Maybe it's the only way to get through the level of bureaucracy that it takes. But then again, to get a new, I know license. it's been a long time since I read Doctor Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Like I can't really remember to what level, like Mr. Hyde, can socially operate, even though he's like that other side of personality. Because I, because yeah. to my recollection, in Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, like, he's not as much of just, a, like, an actual, like, monster. No. In terms of, like, he's just big and green and grizzly. Yeah, yeah. As he's depicted in a lot of these things, he's, like, it's far more sinister yeah. and, like, horrible. And Maybe maybe, maybe it's more akin to, um, like, Nutty Professor. Less nutty. Less nutty, more professory. Because <laughs> in Naughty Professor, he's, he's sentient, isn't he? Yeah, and that was the other interesting thing when Bugs turned into a monster here, is that Bugs seemed to, like, still be Bugs. Uh, but I'm thinking that is largely to do with his powers. Like, yeah. Uh, that's why I, I, I think it's just his hyper-intelligence. And yeah, he's looked into the heart of the TARDIS yeah. and, you know... Like, I just don't think anything all. like that's really going to affect him too much. Or maybe he's already so far gone... That the creature that you see there... It's not as bad as Bugs. It's not as bad as what Bugs is like anyway, so it's like, he's exactly so the he same. So he got the physical bits. It can only push you further that way, and the only, like... And yeah, and Bugs can't go further. The insanity and monstrosity yeah, can't I mean, we've go seen further. What Bugs we've has seen done. Bu- yeah. And in, yeah, like, in the way I kind of remember Mr. Hyde, which is like, mm. no, this is actually, like, really underhand and horrible yeah. and, like, you know dark yeah it's scarier than if he was a big green monster yes like the big green monster's preferable yeah it's not a werewolfy situation no. really it's it's grimmer than that um, so yeah may, may, maybe that's why bugs remains exactly the same because he can't get worse but so now we've got well including dr jekyll four at least uh like uh horrible monstrous things well, although Dr. Jekyll did tip the whole formula away he, he didn't did t- he, he, he did tried t- to but Bugs had drunk it yeah but that what that tells me is that the formula has a time frame it's not that now that he's drank it he's yes. all, always going to t- he yeah, has Bugs to will dr- subside yeah whereas I don't think the one that um, Sylvester took I mean I don't I don't know how long that's no, going to take no but he's subside. definitely he's definitely been 
turning into a monster quite regularly. Yeah. But what that tells you is because the formulas are different, maybe his never runs out. Maybe, maybe his is a single inoculation. Absolutely. But then again, he did nick it from, like, so Dr. Jekyll wasn't in the episode, mm. but it was Dr. Jekyll's lab. So it right. could be a previous uh, version of the formula, but the question is, has Dr. Jekyll ever taken that formula or mm. is Sylvester the only person who's taken it? There's a chance it's only Sylvester and that's why Dr. Jekyll has developed a new formula because Sylvester schnaffled his previous formula. Yeah. And this Dr. Jekyll that we've now seen has gone, actually, that's, that's not going to work. That's yeah. a permanent situation. He don't, might have tested it on rats or something and gone, don't want permanent, I won't drink that. But instead of tipping it away, he, he nipped out for, for some cigarettes or something and Sylvester broke in and guzzled yeah, it down. Yeah, it down, yeah. He shouldn't leave, like, inviting-looking beverages No, he shouldn't. And, around. And, they, and they do look quite inviting. I mean, that like the one that Bugs drank was, like, scarlet and bubbling furiously. And, I mean, if I walked in and saw that, I'd be like, what? That looks all right. Do we think Bugs knew going in that that's exactly what he was looking for? Because the fact that he guzzled it down suggests to me, yes, but all of his actions up until that point suggests to me he didn't know Dr. Jekyll turned into a monster. Well, I mean, like maybe he wasn't expecting monster. Maybe he was expecting superpowers because that's what the carrot did. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, maybe he's, maybe he's sort of got the wrong end of the stick there and mm. uh, yeah. Because maybe that's what maybe that's what Doctor Jekyll is trying to do. Maybe he is trying to create super portion. Although the lab, like, because uh, as we all know at this point, the format of a cartoon house is yeah. just uh, it's really long. Yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. really long. Yeah, it's like it's like living in spaghetti. Yeah, uh, and uh, whenever he was dragging the monster or running away from the monster, he was going left, and I'm wondering if that was to get Doctor Jekyll far enough away from his lab so he could run back and nick and the take potion. It down. And in the end, he just had to do that a different way. But, you know, maybe that was his intention. So maybe he was pretending not to know about the monster situation yeah. to lure it one way so he could bolt the other way. Because he is snaffle. much quicker. Exactly. All he had to do was jump in the plant pot, pop out the other plant pot. That's true as well, man. Maybe he was just trying to get to a plant pot. There's always possibilities with bugs. He's got well, a lot yeah. of powers at this point, hasn't he? He, he? he has got a lot. And the thing is, his motives are quite, you know, ambiguous. Yeah, I mean... I felt like we were on the run for a triple ticker and I don't feel like I've, we've settled anything there. We've like we've opened up... Well, we've introduced bugs to that situation. So yep. we're a little closer to tying that situation into everything else. Yeah. And I think especially having tied... Well, obviously tied the Tweety situation into uh, everything else and Sylvester being involved in the Jekyll and Hyde situation, we're a little closer to tying bugs into the, the, the big goings-on. Well, the the current goings on because yeah. he doesn't seem like he's getting that involved in the Tweety bit. No, and uh, but this might again this might force his hand yeah. a little. Um, but I we were, I thought we were on run for a triple ticker, but I don't think I can call it one. No, no, I don't think so. But I mean, I'm reasonably happy with the double ticker for our first one back in. That's not bad. Months and months. It's not bad. Uh, I feel like it's gone pretty well, and I think we've got some stuff to think about in future. So uh, yeah, you know, I think so. Feel pretty good about it. Um, as ever. Thank you for listening. Uh, it's good to know we're not on this journey alone, although now we might be because of our own negligence. We're, ju- we're just going to have to drum up that good support again. I'll change this. I'll change that. It's good to assume we're not on this uh, <laughs> journey alone. Uh, and uh, yeah, thanks for listening. If you have any queries or ideas about uh, anything you've uh, seen in the cartoons or heard in the episode, yep. please get in touch uh, on uh, Twitter at TSJ Community. 
uh and uh yeah because we love to hear your ideas definitely um, especially you After know as we long. try to sort of get <laughs> get back in the swing of things uh and if you think we've missed anything that we've Which previously we previously concluded then yeah get involved uh, as ever, we're going to leave you with a song. And given that uh, former darling of the Western genre, Porky Pig, <laughs> is now stranded in space, uh, I think we're going to leave you with uh, the Joker, Steve Miller Band. Because uh, it's a brilliant some song. Pe- some people call him Space Cowboy, don't they? They do. So, some people have been known to call him the Space and, Cowboy. Yeah. Uh, well, so he claims. I yeah. mean, did they do it before the song? Um, maybe the song is all about Porky. <laughs> maybe it's just a list of things he wishes people called him. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, uh, so yeah, we're going to leave you with uh, the Joker. Enjoy that, and uh, we'll uh, see you next week. I hope. Yeah, maybe. We'll do better this time, <laughs> I promise. Bye! Some people call me the Space Cowboy. Yeah. Some call me the Gangster of Love. Some people call me Maurice. <laughs> The pompatists of love People talk about me, baby Say I'm doing you wrong, doing you wrong Well, don't you worry, baby, don't worry Cause I'm right here, right here, right here, right here at home Cause I'm a picker I'm a grinner, I'm a lover, and I'm a sinner. I play my music in the sun. I'm a joker, I'm a smoker, I'm a midnight toker. I sure don't want to hurt no one. I'm a picker, I'm a grinner, I'm a lover, and I'm a sinner. Play my music in the sun I'm a joker, I'm a smoker I'm a midnight toker I get my loving on the run I'm a smoker, I'm a midnight toker